Dating Skills Review, the central source for dating advice for men, brings you the Dating Skills Podcast. Hey, this is Angel Donovan with episode 33 of Dating Skills Podcast. In this interview, we're talking about texting, and more specifically, how to text women to get them out on dates with you. We've got Rob Judge from Date Hotter Girls on the show to talk about it. Rob is a pickup artist who first appeared in 2009 when some infield videos were put online showing him picking up women in New York City. From there, he has built his profile with a lot of hard work and some great writing with books like The Four Elements of Game and Magnetic Messaging, which is all about texting. Rob has been on the show before, way back in episode 4, so if you like today's show, go and look that one up. To stay up to date with the latest podcasts, reviews, news, and other free downloads from Dating Skills Review, go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash review and hit like. If you are more of a Google Plus guy, here's a cool new trick. Google Dating Skills Review, and you'll see a big Google Plus Dating Skills Review box appear to the right of the search results. Hit the box's follow button, and you're done. Now let's get started with this week's interview. Oh, hey, Rob, it's great to have you on the show this this episode. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks, Angel. And it's it's great to great to see you back on the show because uh, way back in, like, episode four, uh, we had you on the show. So you were here right at the beginning of Dating Skills Podcast, basically. So it's it's been, like, 30 episodes since then. So it's great to, like, have you back on the show and get to talk again. Uh, very nice. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be back on. Yeah, I was just talking about how long that was ago. It's amazing how f- time flies. I, uh, how fast it goes. I think that was like back in 2009, 2010, right? So, wow, like three years uh, and still doing the dating coaching thing and going strong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot has changed, but a lot has also, uh, you know, stayed the same. Right, right. So uh, today we're talking about the theme of texting. Uh, so this is a Basically, something you've been working on for the last year. Is it something around the last year you've been focusing on a bit? Well, it's funny because personally, I've been working on my texting skills for the last about six, you know, six years since yeah, yeah. Um, texting got really popular. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that's been it's been a personal project of mine is just to get better at texting. But yeah, in terms of actually putting it out into a system and a product, mm-hmm. uh, it's been uh, just over a year. We actually launched the book uh, yeah. March first of uh, two thousand twelve. Right, right. And so that's the collaboration with Bobby Rio, right? Yes, yes, Bobby Rio. Okay. Okay, man. Well, so, you know, one, one of the things I just wanted to bring up here is like texting, like the whole world of mobiles and everything obviously has been moving very fast. Um, and I know it's a little bit different in different countries. Um, like, like I can tell you, like, uh, the countries I've been in lately, uh, there's, there's like seven different texting applications going on. And honestly, I have like seven of them on my phone because, uh, different people use different text, texting things and it's all getting a bit crazy. Is that something you find, uh, you know, that you're advising people on? Like, you know, which texting app should I be using and, or, or is it, you know, just general stuff? Well, that's a great point, um, and that's something we do address uh, in the appendix of the book. Is you know, because even in the U.S., there's you know WhatsApp, there's right. uh, you know even Facebook Messenger, there's there's Instant Messenger. I, I don't know, I don't know. Do people still use Instant Messenger? I don't even know. But um, you know, uh, definitely there are a lot of these different platforms um, for texting, and we do have some advice. You do want to tweak it a little bit based on what platform you're using, because um, you know, say on like Facebook. 
message messenger say you go on facebook messenger which first of all i, I don't advise guys to talk to girls on facebook messenger i think it's a bad idea but okay. s- some guys like like that stuff like the instant messenger stuff like to be on you know g chat or whatever and talk to girls and one thing you have to realize though when you're on a texting application like that rather than just straight phone texting to several she's having several conversations at once you know how you're messaging her whereas when you're sending a text message from your phone it's a little more personalized so you, so you can Assume that realistically, she's probably only talking to you. Maybe she's talking to one other person, but she's not talking to like several people like she would be if she was on some kind of instant messaging platform. So, and, and since so much of texting involves capturing a woman's at full attention, you really need her full attention to, um, to kind of progress the interaction. You have to be cognizant of that, and that's exactly why I said earlier I don't advise guys to be on texting platforms where she might be talking to multiple people at once. Right, 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 totally. Well, this is a nice segue into a question I wanted to ask you about, you know, about the whole texting thing, really. Um, Is this just a detail, or is this, you know, like a really important skill that guys have to get handled, right? So so for guys getting into dating and stuff, is this something they should focus on and think about kind of early on, or is it a detail they should leave for a little bit later? Well, it's funny, because texting embodies a lot of the lessons that you need to learn in a pickup on a date whatever because texting essentially is you know at its at its core texting is simply learning how to communicate well with women and learning how to display your personality in, a tra- in an attractive way mm-hmm. but what's so great about texting and why i advise guys who are even starting out to um work on their texting skills is because it's not as fast paced as when a girl's in front of you because I mean every guy knows that you know when you're reading a book on, on talking to women or picking up women everything sounds like it makes sense and it's like oh I could you know I could do this and then all of a sudden you put an attractive girl in front of that guy and suddenly it seems like things are coming at him at 100 miles per hour right. and it's very scary and it's very it's very daunting so a lot of the times you know that's why the learning process is so slow in learning this it's not so much because the material is so hard it's because um so, so, you know, there's so much emotion and so much nervousness and anxiety yeah. when, uh, you know, just, and unfortunately, that's just the way it is. But the great thing about texting is a lot of that anxiety and nervousness is removed because you are, you know, you can text a girl and you, you know, it's okay if you wait 15, 20, you know, an hour to, 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 to respond to that girl. That's totally fine. So you can really put a lot of conscious thought into what you're saying. Consider what she's saying, and it's not as like fast-paced as when you have a girl actually in front of you. You know, you know that's an excellent point that I hadn't actually thought of. But you know, I can tell you, like basically, when I first read this stuff, the first time I ever did anything was on uh, some messaging application, right? I think it was AOL Messenger or whatever was going on at that time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's totally right. That it it makes it so much easier because you can think a little bit. I think I'd. You know, I, I'd read David D'Angelo's, uh, you know, original cocky and funny kind of stuff. And so I was practicing a bit of that. And, you know, it was so much easier because I could wait a little bit. And it was a lot of fun that way as well. So, um, yeah, thanks for bringing it up. It's, it's really about, you know, you can do this with removing the anxiety, you know, that surrounds the, the live talk, the face-to-face chat. Exactly. And, and that way you could really 
practice the stuff that you're learning, whether you know you take my advice or even the advice of some other dating instructor, if you're reading someone's advice, you're like, oh, this sounds like a cool thing. I want to try this, this style of communication. You don't have to worry about, oh my God, it's, you know, I have to do it in this nerve wracking situation. You can kind of do it from the comfort of sitting at, you know, what I used to do when I was, when I was really learning this stuff was I used to work in an, in an office and I would sit at my cubicle, you know, texting girls and it was great. So I, I could be texting girls all day and practicing communicating with them. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of, it's almost like I'm getting paid to do it because I'm at my job or, you know, I'm on the, on the bus or on the train. And it's like, you can really maximize your time and, and kind of keep yourself immersed in that, um, classroom of learning to become better with women right right and that's important too you know just just the frequency of getting your head around this stuff if you're thinking about it like you know twice three times a day instead of going out once a week then it's going to make mm. all that difference right oh absolutely absolutely okay okay so you know that that's basically kind of like a training wheels kind of thing like uh texting is a good thing to to do when you know texting girls is a good thing to do when you when you're learning because it takes the pressure off and it means you can do it a lot as well you know and practice a lot uh what other things would you say about like the importance of texting you know so i met a girl i got a number uh how important is texting well, oh well, that's, that's also where it's crucial as well. You know, the other, the other side of the coin is there is a utility to text that can't be underestimated, you know, en enough because the thing is, or, or overestimated enough because the problem that most guys run into is that like, okay, they go out, they get decently good at meeting women, at getting girls' phone numbers, even girls in a social circle, you know, girls that they sort of know from school, whatever. But the thing is, is that those, if those numbers aren't translating into dates, then you're not going to be doing that well with women. Like learning how to take a phone number and transition that into a date is such a vital skill that so many guys just kind of gloss over. It's like, oh, it's stupid. It's texting. You know, a lot of guys like to get into like the sexual escalation stuff. They like to get into the closing, which is great. And that those are essential skills as well. But you can't gloss over the texting because then you're going to have a bottleneck where you're really good at flirting with girls, interacting with them, um, getting their phone numbers. But then, uh, you know, you're just kind of spinning your wheels if you're not getting those girls out on dates. Okay. So is texting essential to that? I mean, uh, it's, should, do we have to text or can we call? Uh, you know, what's kind of your, your ideas on that? That's a great question. And when I first started, and keep in mind, when I got into this whole dating advice stuff, this was back when um, texting was – people were texting, but it wasn't as popular as it is today. Right. Um, because when I started going out and doing this, it was pre-smartphone era. It was before the iPhone. And I think the iPhone changed so much of the way people communicate. And again, a lot of people don't consider this, but you know, smartphones really changed the game in a lot of way and especially changed this aspect of the game, you know, the game of dating. Um, so when I first started, I called girls a lot. I thought that it was a more manly thing to do. I was like, you know, anyone can hide behind a phone and send off a text, but I'm going to be the guy who calls girls. And I thought I was being the chivalrous, you know, brave dude by calling these girls, leaving them voicemails, trying to get them on the phone. And it really didn't work that well for me. And then when I started switching over to text, I started getting a much, much better response. So the first sort of rule of texting is to embrace the medium. So, you know, a lot of guys – like to get up on their on their alpha high horse and be like, oh no, you got to call girls. Texting is for pussies. Texting may be for pussies, but it's also for guys who get pussy. You know, so that's something that you really have to wrap your brain around. Is that you know doing it the hard way in this in this in this instance isn't necessarily going to get you better results. So realistically, texting 
just because, you know, for my results, from all my friends' results, from any guy who's good with women who I ever talked to, texting is just the better way to go about setting up dates with women. Okay, so we can talk about that a little bit because uh, I know that you actually set up the, the dates with texting because I saw, I saw that in your book. <clears throat> but what I wanted to uh, talk about now is, uh, I mean, you just brought up phone call, right, and being the man. And I think it goes back to what you're saying about training and taking the anxiety off. I think a lot of people have phone call anxiety. You know, I, I don't know if that's a term uh, people, <laughs> people use, but it, is, it sounds like a pretty major to me. I used to get it. You know, I used to be like, you know, uh, like have a coffee before I called the girl to, to get my, uh, I don't know, to get my strength up for the call or whatever my Absolutely. energy levels up. Um, so, you know, with texting, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. Uh, so that, that's, that's great. Um, but are there situations where it's better to call? Yes, obviously there are going to be situations where it, it is better to call. Very rarely, but there are situations. One example I can think of off the top of my head is say you had plans with a girl. Say yep. you set up a, a date over text and suddenly at the last minute she's like, oh, you know, I'm tired tonight. I, I don't want to come out. That's when you should pick up the phone and actually call her because that's when you know she's on the fence. She's sitting right. on the fence and she's like, oh, should I meet up with this guy? Should I not meet up with this guy? And maybe if you get her on the phone, something you say might knock her over the fence. Where she's like, oh, okay, you know, this guy is cool. He is funny. I'll go out with him. The reason that I, I tell guys like really to avoid calling unless you absolutely have to is because when you call a girl, it's like walking this tightrope where if you just say one stupid thing – and I, we've all done it. I – certainly am guilty of this where i'll say one stupid thing and suddenly the girl says oh um you know what uh, let me call you back in a minute and she hangs up and you never hear from her again right. so the th and the thing about text is that you could avoid that because you're putting conscious thought into what you're texting and you're really considering it because again like a phone call is again it's it's more similar to that face-to-face -face interaction where things are moving very fast and you have to be very quick on your toes and even for a guy who's pretty good you know, that could be very, very difficult. Um, I've even had situations where I called a girl and we just had like a bad connection and it was just, you know, when you have a bad connection with someone, it's just like, it, it kind yeah. of infuriates you. And, and I've had girls just hang up. Oh, you know, I'll call you back. And then they hang up and boom. And it's like game over. And it's well, like not even, you know, yeah, not even it's, it's just terrible in that situation because it takes the energy out of, out of the phone call. It just makes it that much harder. If she can't hear you properly, that really kills the vibe. Oh, it really does. So, and, I mean, the best you know, thing is to get out of the phone call. It's just like, hey, this is a bad phone call. Let's get the hell out of here and we'll call each other another time. Mm, definitely. But, you know, then again, you know, she might – what I found is girls might start reading into that. They might start being like, oh, we sounded a little nervous. This isn't the guy I remember, I remember meeting. Uh, you know, it, it can, there's so many variables. You know, one thing that, uh, I had a friend say, say to me once and, and I – really use this a lot to guide the way I interact with women is that before you sleep with a woman for the first time, she's kind of looking for reasons to disqualify you. You know, it's funny Like guys, we're always looking for reasons to qualify girls. You ever hear a guy say like, Oh, you know, she, uh, she's not the hottest girl, but you know, she has a great set of tits or she's not the hottest girl, but you know, she has a great personality. Like we're always adding, but she has this because we want to qualify a girl because we're always trying to get our numbers up for sex. Like we're trying to like have sex with more girls where girls Girls are the exact opposite. They're always trying to keep their numbers down. So a lot of the times, a girl might be like, yeah, he's cute, but – and you know, and we've all heard girls say that. If you have any girl, uh, female friends, I've heard my, my, my female friends say, oh, you know, he's really cute. He took me out on this nice date, but he was wearing green socks, and that's uh, – oh, my god. Okay? You know, so it, it's really funny how, how, how that's sort of the, the difference between men and women. So you have to keep in mind that she – 
most women are looking for reasons to disqualify you from from sex. So you don't want to introduce any kind of variables that might lead to that. You want to take the path of least resistance, the path that's going to going to, you know, where there's the the you have the smallest margin of error. Right. And to me that path is uh, you know, for better or worse, that's texting. Right, right. I'd say that is like maybe maybe my my experience abroad, I've lived most of my life abroad the last 10 years, might have like uh, put a different shade on this. Uh, like one of the situations where I choose to call a girl is where I think there's a misinterpretation uh, like of the text. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, get, I guess like on a, on a phone call, I feel sometimes you have more control because you can hear how she's responding. Uh, to you, you know, she'll, she'll make sounds, she's like, uh, you know, you know, you can hear that tone in her voice and, but sometimes on text, uh, it's, it's a little bit more difficult, like, especially if she just doesn't, like, respond to one of your texts, then you, you can't exactly be, sh- be sure exactly what happened there. So, you know, one of the situations where I would just pick up the phone and call is basically where I think, mm, maybe she could have misinterpreted it, that last text. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure where her head is right now. Uh, so I'll just call and, uh, I'll find out. Yeah. You know, like, like you said, like the idea of using it for damage control, I think is a good use of a phone call. So I, I agree with you in that, in that regard. But ideally, especially for a newer guy, I think keeping it off the phone as much as you possibly can, like to me, the phone call is like the last resort. The phone call is like, for me, it's like when texting isn't working or something happened and I have no other choice but to pick, pick up the phone and call her right right that's the, that's the only time i'll call so i agree with you that like you you know in a damage control situation or in a, in a, in a situation where she might be flaking or where um you know it's, it's, it's sometimes girls just will say to you on text hey like w- like why don't you ever call me or, or why don't you give me a call and in that situation you know sometimes girls do have this this image in their head that they want a guy who, to call them so i, I guess in, the, in, in the, there, there is like an asterisk to the rule always text a girl and there are situations where you can break that rule but i think you know in 95 percent of situations mm-hmm. texting is your best bet right right and you know just just to pull up what you said uh back there is there's, there's also a situation where uh the girl wants to feel a bit more comfortable and hearing your voice can do that mm. you know if, if she if she met you briefly before and you've been texting a bit uh, my experience is like sometimes they still want to hear your voice before they meet up because they're like, oh, this guy, I kind of remember him and we've been texting in school, but what does he sound like? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, well, you know what's funny is that if you get pretty good at texting, um, I've actually, and I've done this a couple times where I'll have a girl's number that I met like over a year ago. I've met girls in Vegas and right. like just randomly have been in like, you know, the, the the city that they live in or whatever yeah. and i'll start texting girls like a year later and only only because i, I think i'm pretty good at communicating my personality through text and like mm-hmm. my humor kind of comes through on text that even if these girls haven't seen me in like a year or even if we had a very brief interaction where they really didn't get to know that much of me if you are pretty good at communicating your personality through text these girls will still meet up with you without ever having to call them so mm-hmm. um so you know sometimes just learning how to communicate your personality which is the whole sort of purpose of magnetic messaging is mm-hmm. is really getting guys to um express themselves and express who they are and express their masculinity through um text if you could do that well you can get out girls that even feel like oh maybe i i, like, I don't really know this guy that well or i forget who this guy is that's great to hear that and uh, we'll get into some examples uh, of that in a minute because uh, mm-hmm. i bet it's great stuff uh one last thing um, mm-hmm. so as mobiles have been changing and all these applications have been coming out, um, that 
there is this aspect also, I think, where where it's kind of like socially a bit too much to call. Have you ever come up, you know, ever come across this situation? It's like it's a bit too try hard because texting is so easy these days. Um, yeah. And you know, most friends these days they text. They can't be bothered to call, right? Because it's just that much easier. Because uh, you don't know what the other person's doing, but if you text, you know, it's, it's just you know you're just sure they're going to get it and they're going to respond to you. So. What do, what do you think about that? Sometimes, depending on the situation, it's it's a little bit too much to call, so it's easier to you know text, and it's going to go. You know, you're not going to seem so try hard, or she's like she's going to be a little bit weirded out maybe if you call. What do you think? Oh, I couldn't agree with that more. And even um, I think the the idea of the voicemail is sort of dead at this point too. Right, it's like right. even you know you know when your friends call you, no one leaves voicemails anymore. Like like in fact, I have I'm looking at my phone right now. I have 22 voicemails I have not listened to because I was like I just figure oh if it's important they'll text me you know and, and and that's the thing if you leave a voicemail for a girl that's almost like the kiss of death because um, not only if she probably won't even listen to it and if she does you know you you it's now recorded she can play that back for her friends I mean I, I've seen some really bad situations and I'm sure you've seen it too on, on the internet where they'll actually post really embarrassing voicemails that people have left you know oh hey this is Tom from the bar blah 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 you know so you don't want to be that guy so realistically like text alleviates you of all that headache of, of calling leaving voicemails of whatever just being awkward about it right right yep totally so, is texting the same with all girls? Are all girls the same, you know, no matter their background, uh, where they come from, their age, you know, are they all going to be responsive, you know, should you put the emphasis on texting with all girls? What do you think? Okay, that that is a good question. Um, the principles behind effective texting is universal for all girls. It's like attraction, it's like anything else that, that you do um, to attract a woman that there are just universal things that if you kind of just adhere to the like like the process and you know that we lay out magnetic messaging and we'll talk about it on this interview if you adhere to that process it it'll work like it just works I mean, I, and like i said i've gotten testimonials from guys all over the world that using the system just works what is not universal however is taking the text that i recommend using and using it on every girl because you are absolutely right there are certain girls that have a different different sense of humor, that have different cultural values, that just have a, a different view of the world. So you absolutely should not use the same text, the same, like, you know, cut and paste the same text for every single girl. Mm -hmm. However, you should apply the same principles to every single girl. Right, right. So you still got to be aware of, you know, who the girl is and, and be calibrated, basically. So, you know, yes. be observant oh, where absolutely. she's at. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I have to say, you know, I, that's actually more important on texting because, like I was alluding to this earlier, when you got someone on the phone or face to face, you can see what's going on. Uh, but when you're texting, not so much, right? You gotta, you gotta guess more. So, you know, if you're not calibrated, uh, I could see things going a bit messy. Well, uh, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, for me, I always like to sort of, um, sort of play it a little safe on the first text and make sure that like, like what I'm writing is, is stuff that I know she's going to find funny. Like one, one of the things I, it, it's funny, like, uh, Whenever I used to take girls' numbers, I used to say stuff like, oh, I used to be like, oh, you know, uh, if say it was like a day game. Say I met a girl uh, in the daytime and I was like, oh, you know, I was like, let's grab a cup of coffee sometime. And the girl says, oh, yeah, it sounds great. I said, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to take you to like this little hole in the wall place. Uh, you know, it's a little mom and pop coffee shop. It's called Starbucks. You're going to love it. And usually a girl, you, most of the time, if a girl has a good sense of humor, she'll start laughing a little bit. You know, she'll giggle, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then if she found that funny when I said it, that's 
the type of humor I'm going to use when I follow up. Like you mm-hmm. don't want to – like you know, it, 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 one thing that guys don't really consider is that like if they had a good interaction with the girl, she was laughing, she was enjoying the interaction, you sort of have this blueprint of her sense of humor and what she finds funny and what she responds to emotionally right. and – you should be hitting those points when you're texting her. You shouldn't now all of a sudden because you have her number, you're texting her, turn around and become a completely different guy and start using all different types of you know humor or jokes or whatever. It's like you know the type of humor that this girl responds to. Those are the types of texts that you should be sending her. And you know, as as you do that, you're building the relationship. You're building you know you're building memories together. And as you say, if there's a weird disconnect, that's that that's not going to work. So do you, do you give people like uh, copy and paste texts, like basically they're routines, but for text, are there any of those you do say are useful or do you really kind of emphasize the personalization in every aspect? Um, no, you know, we, we do get personal, we, we do give a copy and paste text because there, there are certain things that, I mean, you know, just because it's flirting and it's dating that are just funny. Like, like for instance, like, um, like, I don't know if a girl wrote something like, Oh, you're very persistent or, Oh, yeah. you're very whatever. Um, like the, the copy and paste text to that is, oh, so what is it about persistent guys that you like so much? You know, it's sort of like that cocky, funny response. It usually gets girls laughing and it's just yep. because like it, it's appropriate and like realistically, you can say that to basically any girl in any culture and they're probably going to like at least giggle about it and think it's funny. So, so there definitely are, um, a lot of copy and paste texts like that that just work because it's in the context of the date of dating. Mm-hmm. You know, if a girl understands that, that, that you're interested in her or that, that you're flirting, if you say something like that, it's going to work universally. However, though, um, I do recommend that guys mostly write their own text, personalize their text to their personality. Like, you know, a lot of times guys send me these text transcripts, um, and it, it's kind of weird for me. It's almost like surreal because it's almost like, me talking to this girl like they're copying text that i wrote you know as examples or whatever and it's like they're just taking the text i wrote and sending it off to these girls so it's like i'm reading this it's almost like i'm like it's like it's like i don't know it's like it's like out of the matrix i feel like he keeps cloning himself and like showing up in like different situations like i'm like holy shit like this guy is just basically being me and like texting this girl you know We work hard to make Dating Skills Podcast the most effective training program for social, dating, and relationship skills possible. If you like what we do, please take a moment out right now to rate and write a review for the podcast on iTunes. It makes a huge difference to our rankings on iTunes, and your feedback motivates us to work even harder to get you the knowledge you need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, on, on this show, we've talked about like training wheels before routines, you know, it's the same concept. Uh, and I think, I mean, I, I do, I do think that some guys, it's, it's kind of what you're talking about before. It's like the anxiety level, right? They got a lot to think about. They do kind of struggle to, uh, put out their own personalities straight away when they first get started and they like to kind of rely on copy and paste. So I, I guess that's what's happening. Would you like, would you suggest they really try to avoid that or it's okay for a little bit to, you know, copy and paste stuff? No, you know, it's fine to copy and paste stuff. But what I recommend guys do, though, it's, whatever, it's always my advice when guys are asking me, like, how they should copy and paste stuff. Copy and paste the stuff that you find funny. Don't copy and paste stuff because I wrote it and I said it's right. a good text. Mm-hmm. Like, if you genuinely find it funny, if you see a text that I wrote and you're like, oh, and you laugh about it, not only should you copy and paste that, but maybe you should use that template or that type of humor even when you're talking to girls, too. Because, again, like, like everyone thinks their personalities are, are, are of their own creation and, and they are who they are. 
But realistically, we all copy things we see throughout our day. It's just a lot of times people forget where, where they get these you know, the humor from, and then they attribute, oh, this is just my personality. Like, I know the stuff I'm writing to girls. It's probably like a mixture of like stuff I heard my friends say, stuff I saw in movies, whatever. And, and it comes together. And then like, I take all those pieces and, and make it into my personality. But like, you have to have that filtering mechanism where you, if you find it funny, use it. Don't just use stuff because you think, oh, okay, this is going to be a good text because Rob told me to write it. Cause I, then it's not going to be a good text. But if, but if it's like, oh, Rob wrote this text and I think it's funny and I, like, I, like I see the humor in this, then absolutely go ahead and, and write that text and send, send it off. Excellent, excellent stuff. Right, we've covered all the theory. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So let's get practical now. I'm sure, sure. I'm sure, that, I'm sure some of the guys want to get practical here. So, uh, you just grab the girl's number. Where do we start? Where, what should we text first and when? Okay. Well, the when part isn't that important. Like, you know, a lot of guys, right, okay, like three day rule, should I text her like the same night? I mean, realistically, it doesn't really matter that much. I usually like to text girls the day after I got their number, you know, if I met them out at a nightclub or a bar or, um, you know, or maybe two days after, whatever. Like, what, like, to be honest, whenever I have time, like, I don't sit there and like schedule my life around when I'm going to text a girl. So whenever I have like a free moment, um, like a day or two later, I'll text her. I don't, I usually try not to wait more than like three days because I, I then I just think that like, you know, she might start forgetting about you. And, and, and also it just comes off too, a little too transparent. Like you're, you're trying to play the game a little too much. So usually like, okay, so it's a day or two later. And the first text you want to send a girl should be what I call a radar text. And what that means is you're simply just getting on her radar. You're getting her to, um, register, um, you into her head, into her phone, literally, like, you know, so she could program your number in. So to, to send up a radar text, my litmus paper test for a radar text is it should only contain some kind of statement or joke or um, whatever. There should be some kind of piece of information that requires no response from her. You see, a lot of the times guys will send off their first text hoping to get a response from her. They're like, oh, hey, it was really nice meeting you. Did you get home okay? And cause, and the reason they're writing that text is because they want the girl to validate them. They want her to write back and be like, oh, it was great meeting you too. And yes, I did get home okay. You know, they want to seem like a gentleman. So your first text, the the rule and the, and, and the filter to run that first text through is if I write this text, like there should be no way she can respond to it. If she wants to respond to it, fine. But like realistically, so and, I, and I'm sorry, if that's vague. I'll just give you an example. So, um, so an example might be um, you just writing back like some joke that like you and her had together. Like so, for instance, if um, oh my god, um, I have to confess, I'm a little bit of a text addict. So, uh, so I'm gonna be writing you some Shakespearean text. That that. So a lot of times I'll say that to a girl as I'm taking her number, and usually girls will laugh about that. They just say, "Oh my god, you're a text addict." What does that even mean? I'm like, you know, I'm like, I love texting. Like, like, like it's just awesome. And you know, they'll laugh or whatever. So a lot of the times, my first text to her will just be, um, "I'm indulging my text addiction, or I'm relapsing in my text addiction just for you." You know, nice meeting you. You know, Rob. And that's it. You also want to, you know, you, you can add a little pleasantry, like nice meeting you or hope you got home safe, whatever. I mean, that, that stuff is okay as long as you lead off with that sort of value add text. Like it adds a little value to her day. It adds a little humor. It adds a little flirtiness. It adds, a, you know, even if it just reminds her of that great interaction you and her had, that first text should simply be some kind of statement that allows her to be like, oh, yeah, like it was that fun guy from the bar or from the coffee shop or whatever. Just simply getting her to register you as like a fun, cool guy. like And like you're not 
you don't need anything. The text is completely non-needy. Yeah, so so I, I really like that. Um, I, I th you know I think the way you like one of my one of my friends once said to me, uh, he would send a text, and sometimes you don't get response, but afterwards he'd be like, I know when she saw that text, she smiled, or she yeah. laughed, right? And that's really what you kind of want to picture in your head. I think, and I think that's what you're getting at here. You know, as long as like she she, she looks at that text and she smiles or she laughs, it doesn't matter if she actually responds to it. Exactly. You know, and that's the whole thing. I mean, a lot of guys drive themselves crazy, like sitting by their phone waiting for that girl they just met to, to write back. And, you know, it's like 15 minutes goes by and it feels like, you know, four hours. And they're like, every time like their phone vibrates, they like jump all over it to check if it's her. And you don't want to do that to yourself either. You don't want to put yourself in that position. It's just a bad, bad mindset to have. So that's why that first text, it's just like, it's just kind of like, and a lot of the times I'll just write it. And then I'll turn my phone to silent, put my phone in my pocket, and I won't even think about checking my phone for a couple hours because I don't even want to check if she responded or not. I really don't care. Like all that text is supposed to do is simply get her – I mean realistically in my head, the only thing that, that, that's supposed to happen is she's supposed to program my, my name into her phone. So she, ha she now has my name with a little sort of fun flirty text that, you know, that, that, that kind of gets the ball rolling you know, in a sense. Yep, totally. I like. I like a point you brought up there. You put your phone on silent and you put it in your pocket, mm -hmm. all right. And uh, I think we spoke about this before. Just like for general reasons, I put my phone on silent about five years ago, and it's been on silent ever since. And uh, you know, I think another thing you brought up there was like you know the guy waiting for fifteen minutes uh, f for that text, and it sounds like texting torture to me. You know, yeah. But, like, and what a waste of time! <laughs> like an incredible waste of time. And you're like building on negative processes in your mind. You're building on anxiety. You know, you're not building good vibes towards this girl and this conversation. And, you know, you're actually going to make the whole situation a lot worse in your head than it actually is. Because texting by its nature is, you know, it takes time. Like people are out, people are doing things, and sometimes they don't even respond, respond for an hour or two. We've got meetings, we've got whatever, right? Um, so, you yeah. know. I don't know. For me, that sounds like really solid advice just there. It's just like put your phone on silent and forget about it for a while, right? Well, absolutely. And I mean, and again, and this is where these lessons kind of uh, transcend texting and go into like greater, um, greater lessons of just learning to be, to be good with women is, you know, that's a mindset you should have anyway. It's kind of like that, that detachment from outcome. Like you're not always so attached to the outcome that you need something to happen. Like you're waiting by your phone. Like when you say a joke, you have to have her to laugh at, you know, get her to laugh. Like you don't care. Like if she laughs, great. Like it's awesome. But you shouldn't be saying funny stuff simply to get her to laugh. You should be saying funny stuff because it's an expression of your personality. It's, it's a way that you're just putting yourself out into the world and you're letting her judge like, okay, it, it, like, is this guy funny? Is this guy cool? Whatever. Because really her opinion of you is really none of your business. You know, it's, it, that's her personal decision. So all you can do is just be your most awesome self, throw yourself out there and just kind of let the chips fall where they may. Yep. 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 Great. Okay. So now we've, we've, you know, we've basically sent our first radar ping out and, mm -hmm. uh, she responded or she didn't respond. Okay. Now she didn't respond. What would you do next? Okay. First of all, it doesn't matter at all. She didn't respond. Like, you know, expect her not to respond. Like, so that way, if she does respond, you know, it, it exceeds your expectations. But I always expect girls just not to respond. Um, and then maybe a day or two later and well, the way I like to do it is I like to do it on a day that I would like 
potentially to see her. So, so usually this will be like a Monday, a Tuesday, not, not so much a Monday, maybe like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Those are like nights I like to go on dates. So a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I'll, that, I'll, I'll initiate what, what Bobby and I call the key lock sequence. And it's a cool name to describe a very simple process. It's essentially the three step, the three step process that you want to sort of put her through to get her excited to meet up with you for, for a date. Okay, let's hear about it. Okay, so the key lock sequence is essentially, the reason we gave it that name is because the way to think about it, whenever you're texting a girl, think about it like this. Think about it like taking a key, slipping into a lock, turning the key, and then opening a door. Because that metaphor describes each stage of the key lock sequence. So stage one is to spark an emotion in her. So, and, and that's like taking the key and putting it in a lock. So the key, the metaphorical key that we're gonna be using is some sort of statement or joke or something that's gonna get an emotional response from her. And we, we spoke about this earlier. It's very easy to figure out what's gonna get an emotional response from her because probably you said something during your initial interaction, your face-to-face meeting that she probably laughed at, she thought was funny, she thought was interesting, that you know, that definitely picked her interest. Like this girl didn't give you her number because you didn't, you know, this girl, this girl, let me say it's a different way. This girl gave you her number because you were able to spark some sort of emotion in her. So figure out what the high points of the interaction were, pick one of those high points, and that's the best key to use, you know, to, to spark that emotion. But you know, sometimes guys legitimately can't think of anything to text. They can't think of something that happened. They can't think of a good uh, first text. So that's where if you want to go through and you want to use one of the uh, cut and paste text, you know, one of the ones that I like to use this is like my, my, my standby um, whenever, um, you know, I can't think of something good to write. I'll just say, oh, my God, I just had a cup of coffee brewed by the hand of God. Hope you're having a great morning, too. That's like my standby text. Really silly, really stupid. It's not like it's not like any kind of comic genius, but for some reason that phrase "cup of coffee brewed by the hand of God" usually gets girls to laugh a little bit. Like usually, it, it, it's it's not what they're used to hearing from guys. Most guys write like, "Hey, what's up?" or "What are you up to?" or or, or, or whatever. But like to say you just had a cup of coffee brewed by the hand of God, she she hasn't seen that before. And and there are a couple other texts I like to write. I'll give you an example of another one. Um, I'll give you an example of two more, actually. Uh, one other one that I like to write sometimes, and this actually happened to me, was one time um, I walked out of my apartment in Manhattan, and I was walking down First Avenue, and I saw this like old man on a scooter wearing knee pads and a helmet just like leering at women on the street. And I just thought it was like the funniest visual I've ever seen. So when I started, so, and actually, as soon as I saw that, I texted a girl that I've been over the weekend. I said, I said, I just saw an old man on a scooter with knee pads checking out babes. Made my whole morning. What's up with you? Okay. And again, like, like, like usually it's a good response because it's a very visual thing. It's very funny. It, 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 it captures her full attention. You know, and again, it's not like anything she's used to seeing. A third text sometimes I'd write, and this is a little more riskier, it's a little more high risk, high reward. But, um, one thing I started writing to girls sort of just to entertain myself. And then I, I realized this was a good way to spark an emotion was I'd write, um, what are your feelings on having a love child? And again, that one's a little riskier because, you know, you're kind of implying that you and her are going to have sex and, you know, it's, it's a little bit more, um, of a, um, of a high risk test, 
high-risk texts. But sometimes just, you know, that phrase love child and asking what, what her feelings and having a love child are. It, it, you know, if a girl has a good sense of humor and she's pretty confident in herself, a lot of the times that she'll laugh at that and kind of joke with you and write back and be like, oh, blah, blah. But ideally, the reason you're initiating this key lock sequence is because you want to get a response. You want, you know, even if it's just ha, ha, ha or LOL or oh, my God, you're crazy. Those are really the best responses that you're going to get from this. Um, because the only thing that you want to, um, to do with this first text is get, get her to, to feel an emotion, whether that's laughter, um, whether that's intrigue, whether that's even, even being a little pissed off. And, you know, a lot of guys are afraid to sort of like to, 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 to spike the emotions in that downward way, you know, to get her a little pissed off. But in this situation, even a little negative emotion is good because the thing is, is that when you, when you spark her emotions, you now have her full attention. And like I said earlier on this call, getting her full attention when trying to set up a date is like step zero. Like you have to have her full attention. Like she can't be like kind of looking at your text but driving, whatever. Like if she sees your text when she's driving, she should pull off the road to be like, what the fuck? Like who is this guy, you know? Right, right. And so I, so you, you talked about some of the positive responses there. Smileys, ha-ha, uh, law, all that stuff. And some of them could also be like her challenging you, right? Challenging you on, on what you said or something. That's still a positive response. Definitely, definitely. And, and also, like I said, um, you, you know, I, I went over all like the template text, like the cut and paste text, but realistically, this should be the, your first text should be something that's very personal to the interaction you and her had. I mean, I'll give you an example. Literally, I use like, like a, like last week was um I met a girl in Vegas um a year prior and I was in the state that she lived in I was going on a road trip so I was like you know what let me let me just see if I can text this girl and get her out so what I wrote to her was I was like hey you know dorky Italian girl she you know she's Italian I was like hey dorky Italian girl and I kept calling her like a dork when we met I was like hey dorky Italian girl it's Rob that charming guy from that time in Vegas I'm like you know, like whatever. So, so, so that was the first text was like, it was like, Hey, dorky Italian girl. It's Rob, that charming guy from that time in Vegas. And again, that's going to spark an emotion in her because like she remembers, like we were joking around. I was calling her a dork. You you know, it, it's kind of playing on that idea of like Vegas being the wild city, you know, that's, you know, I'm kind of being a little cocky, funny saying I'm that charming guy from that time in Vegas, you know, kind of making our brief conversation at, you know, some nightclub sound like it was so much more romantic and epic than it really was. And, um, you know, obviously that emotion worked because it, it sparked an emotion in her. She remembered who I was and, um, you know, we texted back and forth and I ended up meeting up with that girl. So realistically to spark that emotion, the best way to do it is to use a text that, um, or, or, or to write something that's a little more personal, that's a little bit more of an emotional, I'll get an emotional respo- response from her. But if you cannot think of that, that text, just go with the cut and paste text. Go with a, a text that you know, um, hopefully, will, will spark an emotion in her. Right, right. And those cut and paste text, texts, as you get, like as the examples you gave, uh, often they're a bit like routines. You know, uh, we all have our personal routines just for experiences of life. It's the stories we tell all the time. It's jokes, you know, that we found funny and we tend to use a bit. You know, it's just basically things that we found that worked in the past and we just repeat them but they often are from our own experiences just like you know your example of the of the guy in the road and uh the other starbucks uh example earlier because i know you love hanging out in starbucks oh absolutely yeah no no i, I mean definitely you know it's, it's just like 
all, all, all those various different different examples of like, you know, just playing off ideas that, that you know, are part of your day-to-day life and that, you know, that you've gotten a good response from other women and you have to, you have to really kind of look at it like if you've gotten responses from other women that were positive, probably the girl you picked up are similar to those women because like, you know, we tend to uh, attract girls who have like similar senses of humor. You know, like I said, like your, your personality, you have to trust that if it's worked on girl, uh, on girls in the past, it'll probably work with this next girl because she's probably not that much different than the other girls that you've hooked up with in the past. Totally. And there's, there's some golden texts you find, which basically work in pretty much every situation, you know? Um, and you know, it's just through trial and error that, that you find those texts. I want to, I want to put a personal note down here on, on like why I think, uh, it's important to have these kind of fallback texts, these copy and paste texts. Um, mm-hmm. it's just that mo- most of the guys on this podcast have jobs, right? You're working or you're busy with life. You're a student and, uh, you've got a lot, maybe have a lot of stuff going on in your life. And, you know, we have a certain amount of energy per day and we always have lulls, right? And then maybe that time that, you know, you're thinking, oh, I got to text this girl because I met her three days ago and, you know, I, I don't want to leave it too long. But it just so happens you're wiped out, you know, you've been working hard or whatever it is and you can't think of anything. So I, what I think is a bad thing is for you to stress out and think, oh, I have to make something creative uh, right now when, you know, you're basically too tired. Your, mind, your mind's a bit hacked out and uh, you can't think of anything. Don't stress about it. Everyone's in these situations. We, you know, we all get tired sometimes when we've been working or whatever's going on. And, you know, fall back on one of your default texts. It's a perfect time to do it. It's absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be exerting too much mental effort or you don't want to be stressing out. Exactly what you said. Like, it's just not worth it. I mean, dating's supposed to be fun. Texting girls is supposed to be fun. So it shouldn't be this big mental exercise. It should just be like, oh, okay, you know, hot girl. Of course she's going to like me. And of course she's going to find this text funny. Cool. All right. So. Uh, what happens next? All right. So now we're moving into the next step, step two of, you know, the three-step sequence. So this is where you turn the key in the lock to unlock the door. So this is where a lot of guys fall short because a lot of guys will get a girl laughing and then they'll immediately, uh, you know, they'll either keep flirting with her, they'll keep joking around with her. And and, and that's not a good idea. Like, like again, you know, one or two texts, even three texts that get her laughing, joke around with her, you know, flirt with her a little bit. If she's very responsive to that first text, you know, going back and forth, maybe one or two texts is fine, but you don't want to have like a three page, you know, flirt, flirt fest, like back and forth, because that should be what you do on the date. So the thing is a lot of guys fall into, into this trap and, 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 you know, and I critique a lot of guys when I, when they send me their transcripts and I tell guys they're doing this, I'm like, you can't, keep flirting with her on text because if you keep doing that you're you're going to deflate all that good sexual tension all that good um energy all that good momentum that you have going you know so you don't want to waste that uh, like just like you know having this long drawn out text conversation so the next step you know unlocking that door is what i call making a connection and it sounds like it's just like you know i don't know it's like Dr. Phil-esque moment where you're going to like make some profound connection with her. And it's not. When I say make a connection, all you need to do is show her that you see her as more than just a hot chick. And it can be as simple as telling, you know, complimenting her, complimenting her on something about her that you like, something that you remember that you want to talk about more. It's one of my favorite things to, one of my favorite ways to do that, you know, the second text is I'll just say, um, been thinking, say like a girl like told me that she's reading some book that I've never read before and it sounded interesting. I'm like, um, been thinking a lot about, you know, 
whatever, 50 shades of gray. And I, I, I want to, I want to, you know, pick your brain on it a little bit more or whatever. You know, it's essentially picking something out about her that you like beyond just the fact that she's hot and she likes you and complimenting her on it. It may be her sense of humor. It may be, um, you know, her fashion sense, whatever it is that you liked about her when you met her, here's the time to kind of tell her why, why you like that about her. And a lot of the times I even like to combine um, the second, the first step with the second step. So if I write a text like, um, you know, about the, the old man on the scooter, right? Say I write that text and the girl's like, oh, like, like, oh my God, that's so funny. Ha ha ha. Like I saw a guy like that today too. And she tells me her story about like some creepy guy that she saw some creepy woman whatever and she tells me some story i'm like you know i'll say like ha 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 like this is what i love about you that you're so observant um you know something like that like something as simple as you're so observant or you have a great sense of humor whatever but like the whole purpose of the second text is just get her to feel like oh wait a minute this guy is not just trying to fuck me he's not just trying to get me out because i like him this guy actually legitimately likes me for a reason beyond just the fact that i'm talking to him okay this, this stuff is is really good uh let's listen up everyone um because this is something i think a lot of guys shy away from uh because they've read a lot about attraction and uh you know they don't they don't feel like and also they 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 have this fear of kind of making they're feeling like they're putting themselves out there when, when they say something nice to the girl or whatever uh but you know this this is really essential stuff, and it'll make it so much easier for you to meet up with her afterwards. And I just want to point something out too. I agree with you. A lot of guys don't like doing this because they feel like if they throw out a compliment, they tell a girl that, that that they like her or that they like something about her, they they're afraid that it's going to make them look like they're low value or that they're 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 kissing her ass. But the funny thing is, is that it's the exact opposite. When you compliment her and tell her that you like something else about her beyond just her looks, it seems like that you are higher value because you have standards and that she's living up to those standards. So it seems like that like you're not just going out with every hot girl whose number you get, that like legitimately you found something about her that you like. Because like if you're really like this cool, awesome guy who's meeting a lot of women, you meet a lot of hot women and you get a lot of numbers and you have a lot of opportunities to go on dates. So when you say like, oh, wow, it's like, I really like your sense of humor or I really like that book that you recommended or whatever, she's going to start thinking like, oh, like this guy like has standards and wow, I'm living up to those standards. So, so that's actually, it actually comes off almost like you're qualifying her. And it, it, again, it just brings so many positive, good emotions into, into like a very short text interaction. And that's why it's like, it's like a crucial step in this, in this three step sequence. So, okay. And then as soon as like you make that connection, as soon as like you've connected with her and, and you feel that like she understands that like you think she's unique, you think she's different, whatever, the final step, and again, this is where so many guys go wrong, and this is so stupid that they go wrong here, but the final step is you have to ask her on the date. See, a lot of guys, it's amazing, they, they, they hand me these text transcripts that are like 10 pages long, and they're like, oh, Rob, tell me where I went wrong here. And I'm like, you went wrong on the first page when you, when you failed to ask her out on a date. Look, the purpose of text is not to get cute. It's not to build attraction. It's not to get to know her better. It's the only purpose of texting a girl is to get a date. So stop having these long conversations, there's no need for it. As if you get a girl emotional and you make some kind of connection, the only other thing to do now is the final, the third step, which is like, like pushing the door open. It's what I call handling logistics. You say to her, awesome. Let's get drinks tonight. Awesome. Let's grab a cup of coffee. Awesome. 
whatever. Like, in, I keep saying awesome. I don't know. That's giving you a default like, word there. Yeah, but, but I often say that in a text, and you don't have to. But, but you know, essentially, what, what, what you should do, though, is just be like, you know, tell her. Don't ask her. Don't say, um, oh, are you free tonight? I'd like to take you on a date. Just be like, um, I mean, you can say, what are you doing later? I'm taking you out for a drink. But tell her what you want to do. I'm taking you for a drink. I'm taking you out to dinner. I'm taking you to a movie. Whatever like activity you want to do, just tell her that's what you're going to do. And you know you have a way better chance of getting her out just by telling her rather than be like, oh, do you want to go see a movie tonight? Like You may think that sounds polite, but it actually comes off kind of chumpy. Yeah. So uh, to avoid the chumpiness factor, would we have some kind of deadline? Like a n- number of texts or like a week? Like just just some kind of marker for guys to keep their eyes on. I know like deadlines are a little bit too strict, but it's nice to have a, like a simple rule to follow. Okay, well, a simple rule is simply that um, you know if you feel confident that you've hit those other two checkpoints, like you've sparked an emotion and you've gotten you created a connection, that's the checkpoint. You know, it, it's not like and again, so, sometimes it'll take you maybe ten texts to spark an emotion and create a connection. Sometimes it might even take 15. It shouldn't, it probably shouldn't take more than 15 texts to, before you ask. In fact, if you, it, it, it shouldn't take more than 10 texts before you ask. So realistically, cut yourself off at 10 texts and just kind of bite the bullet and ask her, throw it out there. Be like, um, what, you know, and again, as simple as what are you doing later? Question mark. Um, uh, like I want to take you out for a drink or what, like, eat, like, what are you doing? What, like, are you free tonight? Let's grab a drink. Um, something as simple as that. And again, like, like when I say like to, to just tell her what you want to do, you absolutely should. But if you want to, if you want to add a little bit of like politeness, if you want to like kind of, you know, be a little bit of a gentleman, just ask her, um, are you free tonight? Um, what are you doing later? One of the things I like to do to girls is say, what are you doing at 803? And, and again, cause it's kind of a weird time. So she's like 803. Like why? Well, you know, and so, you know, just kind of like a, like a funny little flirty thing you can yeah. throw in there or, or like, but, um, you know, just ask her, okay, what are you doing later? I'm taking you for a drink. I'm taking you to play pool. I'm taking you for this. I'm, I'm taking you to go bowling. Whatever, whatever, whatever activity you want to do, just tell her. Like, like, we're, like we're doing this later. And only really three things are going to happen there. She's going to say yes. That's that, that's the ideal situation. So okay, you know that sounds great. I'm you know I'll meet you at eight, whatever. And you know, and if you do this right, and you ran a good, she, she's attracted to you. That that'll and, and she's free. That that'll happen. You know, a, a pretty high percentage of the time. Um, there's the other scenario. Where she, she'll say no, but legitimately because she cannot, because like she has work, she has other plans, whatever. And you know that this is a legit excuse because she'll say, Oh, I can't tonight, but let's do it Wednesday. Let's do it Thursday, Friday, whatever. If she suggests another day, that's just as, just as good as her saying yes. So she, she suggests another day, you're golden. And then there's a third scenario where she says no. And if she says no, if she's like, Oh, I can't. Um, you know, or just something like, I don't even know you well enough yet or whatever. Read what she said, consider it, and then just give her what she wants. And again, a lot of guys don't read in between the lines of what a girl texts back. If she says, she says, oh, I can't, the guy just immediately walks away with his tail in between his legs and says, womp, womp, oh, well, she doesn't like me. You know, I, I guess I failed. And that's really not what happened at all. If she's, like, like my rule is if she's writing back to you, she's responding to your text. Like she's interested and you can get her out. You just have to play the game right. So whatever she writes back, she's like, she's like, I don't even know you well enough yet to go on a date with you. Or I don't even know you well enough yet to, to grab a drink with you. You write back, oh, you're absolutely right. 
Um, you know, my name's Robert Andrew Dr- Judge. My favorite color is green. My favorite animal is a koala bear. Uh, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a baseball player. And a secret I never told anyone is that um, I like that song from Titanic. You know, you you, you know, you can you, you kind of have fun with it. Like, give her your whole resume. Joke around. Like, you know, joke with her. Make her see that you're oh okay. Like, you know, let her you know tell her what she needs to know about you. Um, and she says something like, oh, like um, you know. I don't know. I, I don't drink sometimes. Sometimes like girls will say, I don't drink. You say, okay, oh, that's totally cool. Like, um, we're going to go for this totally awesome new beverage called coffee, non-alcoholic, you know, whatever. Like, have fun with it. Again, like, like don't look at this. Like, if she says no, oh, this is game over. Now I, I just need to delete her number and walk away. Like, like when she says no, the game's just begun. Like you start, you start playing a little bit more. You start, you start looking at what she's writing and decipher those clues. See what she needs to get her. You know what she wants to hear to get her out, and 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 just kind of go that route. Man, I I think this is really good. It's a very simple model. Uh, I think it's great for beginners in, in particular because you know it's so simple. It's just this three step thing, um, and it doesn't take long either. Like you say, it should be under te- ten texts or whatever. So. Um, it, it, it avoids all the complications people can get into with this. So um, it, it's just really good. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. So before we round this off, uh, there's some questions. There's a question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. Sure. And uh, I didn't ask it to, to you last time because I hadn't sta- started asking this question. Uh, I think it came at a later point. So I'm asking you this time. If you're a complete newbie, you you haven't like read anything, and you're just starting out, and you know maybe you haven't got much experience with women, what are the top three things you would recommend a guy does to get success with women as fast as possible? Okay, that 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 is an excellent excellent question. Um, number one would be to draw a line in the sand and decide how many approaches you're going to do a day and you stick to those number of approaches come hella high water. I don't care if all you do is walk up and ask a girl for the time. You know, if, if that's all you can do, that's fine. But if like when I started out, I said to myself, I'm going to approach two girls a day. And that's not a lot of girls. Approaching two girls a day is, is it's not a lot. But I used to go out on my, on my lunch break at work and I didn't care what happened. I wouldn't let myself go back to work um, until – I did my two approaches and I really think that that really kind of solidified some really good habits into like, you know, just forcing myself to go through it because that's the thing. It's like, I, like I love, I love dating advice. When I, w- I started, I was reading tons of books and eBooks and audios and, you know, I was overloading myself with information. But the thing was, was that I was going out and doing it and, you know, two approaches were my minimum. And so I was doing a lot more if I was going out in a nightclub or a bar or whatever, it was a weekend, but Two approaches was my absolute minimum. I had to do that every single day because if you're not doing the approaches, you're just spitting your wheels. If you're just listening to these interviews and you're not actually going out and talking to girls, you're not you're never going to get better. It's like it's like reading books on working out and never going to the gym. I mean, it's just I mean, everyone knows how ridiculous that is. So you know, the first thing is you got to draw a line in the sand. Um, you know, two girls or whatever for me it was two girls, but for you it might be five girls. For you it might be one girl. Whatever it is, draw that line in the sand. Right, right. So, so that. Right, you're yeah. saying like set a rule of the number of approaches you're going to do per day or per week and, and stick to it. Exactly. exactly. And, and, and I, I would say um, do it per day because per week you could start saying, oh, well, I'll, I'll, like, right. you know, it's kind of like you put things off, whatever. Like, like, in fact, I would even say 
do it at a set time period. Like I used to have that one hour lunch break at work mm. when I used to work in Manhattan and I would just go out on the streets of Manhattan for an hour and I would have to do two approaches. And I was scared shitless to do those approaches. I hated it. You know, I was so afraid the first couple approaches I did, but I, but I, but you know, I was like, if I don't do this, if I don't take action, I'm never going to really have sex again or I'm never going to have sex with a hot girl. And I, and I always saw, saw that end goal. So that's why I did it. So for anyone listening, you know, if you, like you really have to like draw a line in the sand and say, even if it, even the approaches suck, who cares? You know, even if it's just like, oh, what time is it? You know, whatever. And again, I wouldn't, I don't recommend being a pussy when you approach, but if you absolutely have to, you're better off being a pussy than being a spectator, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, so that's rule one. Rule two, well, or, or the second thing, the second piece of advice I would give them is you have to decide what's more important to you. And again, this sounds like it's like a little inner game thing, but this is actually, I think, one of the most crucial things a guy can accept is that, you know, I, I, I've been coaching for, you know, a long time, three and a half years. And I, I've noticed two, there's two resources, I guess, resources or assets or whatever that guys um, will choose. Guys who are good with women choose one resource and guys who suck with women choose the other resource. And those resources are guys who suck with women, their most important resource is their pride, right? Like their ego, their who they think they are. So you'll watch a guy who – like you always know the guys whose first resource is their pride because they're the guys who will only approach if they think it's going to go it's gonna go well and they're always kind of second-guessing things and they always want to know, oh, what should I say? What should I do in this situation? You know, And the reason that they're always – because they're so afraid to fail because it's almost like um, the way I think about it, it's like, you know, when you play like Mortal Kombat or like a video game Street Fighter and you have, um, this is such a dorky analogy, but, but just bear with but me. I, I'm totally with you. I've been playing Street Fighter X Tekken like crazy this week. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, 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 you know, and, and when you, when you play, play these video games, you have like the health meter, right? Like every time you get punched, like yep. your health meter goes down a little bit and that, that's how a lot of guys view their pride. Like they have this finite amount of pride and like if they get like blown off by some girl, it's like a punch and like they, like they lose like a certain chunk of their pride and they're afraid like, oh, if I lose all my pride, like I won't know who I am and I'll be a loser and you know, whatever. So to them, they're always protecting their pride and every decision they make is based on, you know, running it through, oh, okay, how is this going to affect my, my pride health meter? Okay. So, so that's the resource guys, guys who don't get good with women and guys who suck and guys who never get good at this. That's their most important resource. Now, the guys who get good with women, all the guys that I know that kill it with women, and this is a, a choice that, 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 that I, that I made a long time ago is there's a second resource that's more important than pride. It's, it, it's an asset that you have that is definitely also finite. There's definitely a, like a finite amount of it. And guys who agree with women understand that, that, that they have to prioritize this resource over their pride. And that resource, the resource that's most important is your time. See, a lot of guys don't think like, they think, Oh, I have all the time in the world, blah, blah, blah. But the fact is the clock's ticking. Every second is you're losing like that health meter, whether, and there's nothing you can do to get it back. So this, applies to both like a micro scale and a macro scale. So on the micro scale, when I go out to a bar or a nightclub, I don't really care about getting rejected. I'd rather figure out if a girl, if I have a shot with a girl or not as quickly as possible. Because the worst thing in the world, in my opinion, is to walk up to a girl, 
who really I have no shot with, have a nice, long, polite conversation with her for about a half hour. And then at the end of that half hour conversation, she pats me on the shoulder and says, well, it was really nice meeting you. And then she walks off and, and, and I'm, I, I lost a half hour of my night. So the thing is, when I approach a girl, I'm approaching in a way, and I'm not being like, like a jerk about it, but I'm approaching in a certain way that I can know within the first 15 seconds of approaching her, whether she's attracted to me or not, whether it's going to go anywhere or it's not. And if, if it's not going to go anywhere, I can just move on to the next girl and save my time because my time is the most important asset to me. And then on the, on the, on, so that, that's like on, on like a micro scale. On the macro scale, your entire life, like you only have a finite amount of time to learn, pick up, to go and meet women, you know, and that clock is ticking. And for older guys, you know, that clock is ticking. Like if you want to keep hooking up with younger girls, you know, that window of opportunity is going to close one day. You're going to stop being able to get boners or whatever. And one day you're going to die. So, you know, time kills all the greatest seducers, you know, Casanova, Don Juan, you know, Errol Flynn, all these guys, eventually they die and you can't fuck a girl when you're dead. So even the thing you have to when they will die. You know, it's even, <laughs> even the heft is susceptible to time. So the thing is, is that like every day that you pro, you know, that you delay this idea of like approaching girls, cause every day you go out, you theoretically could approach a girl. And the reason you're not is because you have your pride. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, when I get my hair cut, when I lose some weight, I've had guys tell me, Oh, I can't do this until I lose five more pounds. Dude, do you think it really matters? Like I'd rather like, Get rejected, but at least start the, start the learning process. You know, being five pounds overweight because absolutely, if you, like, like you know, if they're making changes in your life, keep making those changes. I'm not saying don't make changes in your life. If you want to lose weight, change your appearance, uh, change your clothes. That's great. Get a haircut, whatever. That do those things, but do the approaches too because it doesn't matter if you get rejected. Like rejection by like girls, it's going to happen anyway. But you might as well get them out of the way early so you can maximize your time rather than like like trying to wait to get it perfect because you have this because you're so afraid of getting rejected because it's going to affect your pride health meter. So that one choice, and again, it's a very simple choice to make. But you have like I would point to uh, like the second thing I would tell guys is like understand you're making that choice every time you leave the house and decide what's more important to you, your pride or your time. Excellent, excellent point. All right, number three. Number three is simply get comfortable with your sexuality and get comfortable escalating. Too many guys, they're afraid to, to escalate. They're afraid of being sexual with women. They're afraid to simply make a move and go for it. Like a girl will be more attracted to you if you try to kiss her and she turns her head than if you never try to kiss her at all. See, so many guys think, oh, if I try to kiss her and she doesn't kiss me or if I try to hold her hand or if I try to ask her out on a date or even if I approach her that this girl is, is going to lose respect for me and she's not going to like me and then – I'm a loser. The fact is, is that whenever I go, whenever I approach a girl, whenever I try to kiss a girl, whenever I try to escalate on a girl, I expect her to say no. <laughs> that's, that's the difference between me and every other guy. Every, most guys try to kiss a girl because they want the big movie moment where she's going to kiss him. It's going to be like, you know, doves are going to fly out. And I think that's, that's ridiculous. In my opinion, I walk up to girls assuming the worst. And if she likes me, she kisses me the first time. It exceeds my expectations. My expectations are pretty low for myself and your expectations should be low too. But with those low expectations, you should be escalating constantly. Thanks, man. Those are some great uh, free rules you have there. Uh, definitely effective. And it's been great talking with you again today. Uh, this has been a really animated conversation today, and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too, Angel. Thank you so much, and I, I hope guys, uh, you know, take take couple, take, you know, couple good takeaways from it. Yep, yep, certainly. So this is uh, basically based on the work you did for your magnetic messaging product with Bobby Rio, and it's all about texting. 
Um, and I believe, like, just, just, uh, it goes a bit further than the stuff we talked today. Uh, it also goes into relationships. I did want to talk about that, but, uh, like, we totally ran out of time because we, we, you know, we covered a lot of stuff already. Yeah, I know. I apologize. I, I know I'm a little verbose in my, my answers, but, uh, I, you know, I'm just really passionate about this stuff. And, you know, that passion really comes through in the book, too. So hey, the book goes through everything. It goes through, um, you know, when you're trying to meet up with a girl, if a girl's flaking on you. Um, I, I kind of troubleshoot some different responses. Girl says, oh, who is this? Or, um, you know, what do you look like? Or trying to get girls off online dating sites, that kind of thing. We cut with Basically, anything you ever wanted to know about texting is encapsulated in this book. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Rob. Been great having you. Definitely. Thank you. To get more information on today's guest, including their profile, background, company information and ratings, and of course, all their products and their reviews, go to datingskillsreview.com slash datingskillspodcast and select the relevant episode. You'll find all the information there. Do you have questions about dating, pickup, women, sex, or relationships? Get them answered by us and our guests on the podcast by sending them to ask at datingskillsreview.com by email. That's A-S-K at datingskillsreview.com. Your info is kept anonymous and you'll get some rock-solid personal advice for free on the podcast. Speaking of free high-quality advice, have you got the Fast Track Manual and DSR Dating Gold yet? These are high-quality freebies we've prepared for you to get you started. The Fast Track Manual gives you a step-by-step process to use to learn to get good with women as fast as possible. Readers say it's flawless. DSR Dating Gold is a daily email with one piece of golden, highest quality advice taken from the hundreds of products we've reviewed. Get both of these by going to www.datingskillsreview.com slash Fast track. That's F A S T T R A C K. And accelerate that learning curve so you can get good in months, not years. Dating Skills Podcast is brought to you by Dating Skills Review. Dating Skills Review is the Amazon.com of dating advice for men. If it exists, we have it. We help you find the best advice fast so you can get good with women in months, not years. Learn more at www.datingskillsreview.com.